0: Alright everyone, welcome to the first ever Beluga Bets podcast. Just a little information off the top. I'm your host, Connor Knott. I am a guy who's been gambling for about four years now. I have not been good at it, except for last year I made a little bit of money off the NFL, I think. But it was a bit of a roller coaster. Anyway, this is a strictly NFL gambling podcast. I'm gonna do weekly episodes during the season. Until then, we're gonna cover some futures. It is just me. I do not have a co-host yet don't think I want one. I think I can just talk to myself all day, quite frankly. But yeah, it's going to be mostly common bets. I don't like to mess around with, you know, oh, this team's going to finish second in the division or weird props. I'm not really into that stuff. I like the, the straight up, the, the raw bets, but we'll see. You know, maybe we'll mix it up here and there. But yeah, it's it's going to be futures until the season. We're going to do four episodes, starting off the day with the AFC and the NFC South, covering two divisions in each episode in the same region. I chose to start with the South, I think these two divisions are probably the worst two in football, maybe, and they're definitely the most boring too. So I figured, why not start off with something a little easy, a little little softball for myself to get a layup in. But yeah, I mean, without further ado, I don't have a book that is sponsoring me. Shockingly, you know, you figured that everyone, every book would be you know climbing and scratching to get me to sponsor them. But uh, yeah, so I won't be taking odds from a specific book, but gonna be we're gonna be rocking and rolling with just general odds, you know, if you're offshore, that sort of thing, maybe that's my sponsor right now. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, the goal this year is to go up 10 units. We want to hit it a 60% clip. I feel like that's kind of the magic number for this sort of thing. So we'll see if we can do that. But yeah, I think I pretty much covered everything. And so let's uh let's get right into the action. Why not? So obviously starting off with the AFC South We're going to go bottom to top We're going to start with the weakest team in the AFC South I mean that's obviously got to be the Texans Even though I think the Jags did finish worse than last year But the Texans have the lowest win total this year It's set over under 4.5 They're plus 2,800 to win the division Which is just insane Uh, They were 4-13 and last year Two of those wins against the Jaguars Keep in mind I ranked their quarterback, Davis Mills, 30th in the NFL, so not the worst quarterback in the league, me. But, you know, pretty rough. And in their roster rankings, I had them as 31st. That being said, in one-score games, they were 0-3, had a plus-2 turnover differential, shockingly. And their strength of schedule this year, even though they were last in their divisions, you'd expect them to get a little soft schedule coming in this year, it's 28th, which is Right off the bat with the Texans, um, I mean, you think David Mills, it's like you know, mafia, but I don't know, man. He's, he's fine. He's, he is what he is. I don't think he's anything special. I don't think he's you know horrible. He could be in the league for a while and just mess around, be a backup, but I, I don't think he's starter quality, and I think they should be in the hunt for a quarterback come the draft if they really have a high pick, so we'll see what they do there. But, yeah, I mean, this team isn't, you know, totally devout of talent. They have a few good players. They have Brandon Cooks. I like what they did in draft, actually, bringing in Derek Stingley and Jalen Petrie. You know, their secondary could be could be good in a few years. I, I really like Stingley. I think he could be a difference maker. But you look up and down this roster, there just isn't much, man. Like, you got Tunsil still at left tackle, but the rest of the line is pretty shaky. You know, they go out and draft a wide receiver in John Mechie, and then he just gets cancer. I mean, that's just not ideal. You know, hopefully quick recovery, obviously. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's just not ideal when you draft a receiver and he gets cancer. That's that's not not what you like to see in the offseason. But, yeah, my my general thoughts on them is, you know, horrible roster, horrible quarterback, got a really tough schedule. I mean, if you, if you really, if you think they win Week 1 against the Colts, because I think the Colts have had their struggles in Week 1, and that's who they play Week 1 if you think they beat the Colts, maybe you take the over and you say Davis Mills can, can get you a few games, but I am not I'm not buying it. I, I'm leaning under here. They're over under at four and a half. I'm going to lean under four and a half. I'm not going to put it on my card, so don't, I'm not saying to bet this, guys, because whenever you're betting under four and a half, it's like, I'd just rather not. If I'm betting a low under, I'd rather it be up at six and a half, especially with the 17 game schedule. It's like it's it's there's so many chances in the NFL. It's, there's so many close games that this team could easily out a few. So yeah, this is not going on the card. But with the Texans, the only real bet I have is under four and a half, and I don't like them to be the worst team in the league. If you're looking to bet that, so yeah. Moving on, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is actually a team I am really interested in this year. I think the first thing you have to consider. Or we go into the stats, is they made a massive coaching upgrade. You know, I'm not going to sit here and act like Doug Peterson's the goat or anything because he's not, but he has won a Super Bowl. I'm an Eagles fan, so I'm biased. I like Doug Peterson. Just keep that in mind. But I think that there's really potential here with this team to take a big leap. I'm not saying they're going to be contenders, but anyway, just getting down to the nitty gritty. The over under for the Jags this year is at six and a half. Their over is actually, I think. Like not favored they're over plus 110 last i checked on some books so i mean that's some good value there division is plus 700 i don't think that's also the worst value um they were 3 and 14 last year so that's you know that's that's rough but yeah as far as their rankings i put their qb at 17th in the league i know that's really high and you guys are probably saying trevor lawrence was horrible last year what are you talking about but I think if if the people, you know, I'm no QB guru. I'm not going to act like I broke down the film. I mean, fuck. I'm no, no actual football guy. I'm a gambling guy. But all the people I trust are saying he played really well down the stretch. Obviously, he had a huge week 18, was it? Yeah, week 18 now. It's so against the Colts to spoil their season. And, yeah, so I think he's in the, in the right direction. That's why I have him 17th. I think, obviously, there's a lot of potential there his receivers were just so bad last year anyway their roster i ranked 26 out of all the rosters in the league so still pretty rough and in one score games last year they were two and four so there's some room to improve there they had a turnover differential of minus 20 which was worst in the nfl so some room for room for improvement there and they had a t- strength of strength oh my god strength of schedule this year is 12th so it's not bad it's not a bad schedule like there's some potential to really make some noise there so starting off i think they as i mentioned before it's a huge coaching upgrade even if you think doug peterson isn't you know a great coach he's uh better than mr Fingerblaster urban meyer so keep that in mind they had the most money spent in free agency which i don't think they spent that money well like i wasn't looking at giving christian kirk like 18 million a year or whatever and being like wow like kill the guys like He's a superstar because he's, he's not honest. I'm not that big of a Christian Kirk guy. But he's a competent receiver, which is something Trevor Lawrence didn't have last year. So I think there's improvement there. They also got it brought in a guard and some, some players on defense. So we'll see how they do. I like Josh Allen, obviously a defensive end. I like Trayvon Walker as well. I think that pass rush should be pretty good, actually. And if they're going to be playing you know, behind, to have a good D-line and hopefully stop the run a bit as well is going to be helpful. The weapons overall for Lawrence are okay. I don't think they're great. I think they're probably a little subpar to league standard because so many teams are just stacked right now. But they have Etienne back as well at running back, so we'll see if he can do something. I know he, he can catch balls quite a bit. That was an interesting way of phrasing that. But yeah, he, he's a good receiver out of the backfield. On defense, you know, that D-line, and then I, I think they actually have a few other intriguing young players. You know, they draft Devin Lloyd out. Of the Pac-12, obviously. He was a stud in college, so we'll see how that translates. You know, you have got Shaquille Griffin. You've got Andre Cisco at safety. I think he's going to make some noises here. Cute guy. Love it. And, yeah, so that being said, I, I like over six and a half for this team. I know it's a little high because they only won three games last year. Yeah, three and 14 is brutal. But they made some big upgrades. Like, it's a massive coaching upgrade. It's year two for Trevor Lawrence, who was, you know, the highest-touted prospect for a reason. And they just, they spend a lot of money. Teams who spend a lot of money, even if they don't spend it well, like the Patriots last year spent the most money, massive win jump. Two or three years ago, I think it was the Giants who spent the most money in free agency. The year, actually, it was a while ago, the year they brought in all that secondary help, and they had a big win jump. So, like, it's not, it's just good momentum for a franchise, even if you're not going to spend the money right. My point is that if you're spending money and you're showing your, even your current team and the guys you're bringing in, hey, we want to win. That's just good momentum. And when you have, it's just good momentum all over the board for the Jacks. Like they play in a division that's not hard. They have a pretty easy schedule. They have Trevor Lawrence, who's going to get better. And they have a lot of young players on the team that are going to get better as well. And a lot of guys they brought in. So I just think that there's a lot of room for improvement with this team. You know, if they don't have a negative 20 turnover differential, they could be really good. This team beat the Bills last year somehow, also. I don't know how that happened. But yeah, so I'm, I'm taking over six and a half. I'm putting it on the card. I would advertise betting that. Also, this probably isn't the best time for this, but I think I'm supposed to say if you have a gambling issue, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I don't want to be legally viable for what the term is for any of your gambling losses, but I do want you to bet on the picks I give you because, you know, I I feel like I'm, I'm a god at betting. But anyway, yeah, my main points here, over six and a half is the play. I think Lawrence is going to lift the roster. When you get a good QB who takes a leap, I think you can have a QB that... And really lift a roster. I don't think this Jags roster is great by any means, because it's definitely not. I had to rank twenty sixth in the league. But if Lawrence plays really well, he can make the roster look better and give the guys confidence that they didn't have before. Basically, just change the way we look at this team. The Bengals were horrible for the last two years before they made the big leap last year, and so nobody even believed remotely in that roster. But Joe Burrow takes a leap, plays like a winner every week, and it's like all of a sudden, oh my god, the Bengals could be really good. So. I don't think that the Jaguars have that big of a leap in them, but in a weak division, I think they could win eight or nine games. I'm not even kidding. I think they could even go nine and eight, maybe in in a certain year. I don't think that will quite happen, but who knows? I think over six and a half is a really good bet. I think it's just too low for this team. Moving on, we have the Colts and with this team, their over under is at about 10 on some books. I've seen it at 10 flat, which is interesting. Probably nine and a half on others it's their division odds are they're actually favored to win the division at minus 125 and they were nine and eight last year and that was obviously with a different quarterback and a bit of a different roster so this year they are you know going in and looking to really improve on that and I'd rank their quarterback this year Matt Ryan who they brought in 16th in the league smack dab in the middle I think Matt Ryan's still pretty good. Like, there's some ma- points to be made that I'll make here in a second after I go through the rest of this. Their roster, I ranked 14th in the league. I think this is just a complete team year in year out. Obviously, one score games last year, they were two and five. That's what we call the Carson Wentz effect, right there. Shocker. Um, turnover differential for the Colts last year was 14th. Um, so they did pretty well, you know, holding the ball and strength of schedule this year for the Colts they have the third easiest schedule in the league so I think there's some things that pop out to you initially here with this team first of all there is no reason the Colts should have the third easiest schedule this year but they play in an easy division and they play some other easy divisions so that's massive I think that they're getting a uh, I don't know if it's a massive quarterback upgrade in terms of talent I think there's something to be said though for this Colts system where Matt Ryan is such a better fit than Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz is erratic. You know, you throw him behind like a a shitty offensive line. You know, maybe you got some suspect weapons. He's just going to chuck it up. He's going to make some plays that a lot of quarterbacks can't make, but he's also going to make mistakes that no quarterback can even fathom making because he sucks. So like Matt Ryan is just decent. He's going to be fine. He's going to hit the open targets. He's going to be accurate. If you give him time, he's going to be a pretty good player. He is old, but I think it's impressive last year. Cause we think of how bad the falcons are going to be this year right and we say you know well okay let's check back on how good they were last year how bad they were last year matt ryan carried this team to seven wins like that's pretty impressive in my opinion for how devout devoid of talent they were so i really like the momentum the Colts have going into this year i think it's just a team and an organization that's really well run overall i think chris ballard is a bit of a coward for never wanting to draft a quarterback and they're going to have to do that at some point if they actually want to compete for a super bowl so that's just something to keep in mind going off of that i think wentz is also just a cancer so i think this team was very smart to get rid of him i don't know why they brought him in in the first place but thank you for giving the eagles actual resources for him that was foolish um this team has good lines they build through the lines which is why i think they're a good organization I think the X factor for this team this year is Quiddy Pay. He's really talented at rusher, and I think he can really take a step forward. Dealt with some injuries last year, but that D line is pretty stacked for the Colts. They also traded for Yannick Ngakwe, who I don't think is like a great player. I don't think he's really a complete player, but he like say what you want. He gets after the quarterback. He's going to sack the quarterback probably ten times this year, which is like pretty rare in the league. Like not a lot of guys can step in and just do that. And Yannick seems to do that most of the time. So there's that. They have some good guys on the inside with Buckner. I think they have a pretty good secondary. It depends to how Gilmore is going to play. He's getting pretty old. And, you know, it's one of those years where you're going to say, is this guy really a stud who can just play with age and not depend on his athleticism at the cornerback's position? Or are we going to come out of this year saying, man, like Gilmore had a few good years there, but he's he's pretty washed now because it's been a quiet couple of years for him bouncing around teams, and that's probably for a reason. I also just think this team has a good system. They're going to run the ball. They're going to just play good defense, not great defense. Kenny Moore is also a beast in the slot. I forgot to mention him. And Darius Leonard, I mean, there's just playmakers on every every level for the Colts. I don't think it's that complete of a roster. I think the O-line is a bit shakier than it has been in the past, but I think it's going to be good. And I think there's just enough playmakers on this defense where they're going to take the ball away, and they're not going to give the ball to you. They're going to hand the ball off to just Jonathan Taylor. They're going to have Matt Ryan hit the quick throws. I think the point of weakness for this team is definitely the receivers. I'm a little concerned because, you know, you have Michael Pittman, who I think could be a low-end number one. I think he's a good player. But then after that, it's, it's just a lot of question marks. I believe they brought in Alec Pierce in the draft, who could be good out of Cincinnati. And they have, you know, some some other guys there that are just unproven or have been injured, but not a lot of weapons for Ryan. So we'll see how he can do. But, yeah, I think this team's just going to play good football. And going off of that, I mean, the the schedule is the third easiest. Like, that's ridiculous. So I just really like their odds in this division. I'm taking them to win the division. It's possibly my favorite bet of of the future bets, all my future bets. I love the Colts to win this division. You're getting it right around minus 120, right about, like, what an average money line would be for two teams that are even. Like, I think that's great. I think if you're a little scared of the division bet and you think the Titans are also going to be good, you can take over nine and a half. That's always an option. But I love the Colts to win the division, man. I think they're in a spot to do it. The Titans won it two years in a row. And are you really going to like tell yourself that the Titans are a good enough organization where they can win that division three years in a row? I, I just don't think so, especially after the direction they're going in. But that's what we're going to get into right now. So moving on. Titans over under this year is nine right around nine so a little under the Colts. so even Vegas is kind of telling you with their numbers like they're daring people to bet the Titans over they're daring like Vegas wants you to bet on the Titans this is also going to be a big part of this podcast for those who don't know me I am a big believer in Vegas daring you to bet things in Vegas manipulating lines to try to get you to basically lose your money but we want to bet with Vegas so I love that when that the Colts were worse last year, but the Colts are projected to be better. Like That's just something I love and I'm going to roll with. So anyway, I'm going off on a tangent here. But Titans over-under is at 9. The division is plus 170. So pretty good odds there for a team coming off a division championship. But once again, you guys just heard me. I don't really like it. 12-5 and last year, which is pretty nuts. They were the one seed in the AFC, obviously. And then the Bengals... Just came into their house and and whooped them. Not really whooped them, it was pretty close. The Bengals came in and beat them in their first playoff game. I think this team dealt with a ton of injuries last year, which was a big deal, but Coach Vrabel, obviously, with a great job. I, I like Coach Vrabel, honestly, just going off on a little tangent again, but I think he's a good coach. I think he deserved that Coach of the Year last year, but playing through all those injuries. I'd rank this team's quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, out of all the quarterbacks, 15th. I think he's just ahead of Matt Ryan. I used to be a bigger Tannehill guy, but he, he's really you know, not in a great spot to succeed at this point. I put their roster at 21st. There's like some good players on this team. You've obviously got Derrick Henry. I'm not a big running back guy, but he does move the needle. You lose AJ Brown in free agency, and the defense we'll talk about, but I'm just not sure about this roster. I think it is below average at this point. As well, going off of that in um their turnover differential last year was minus three so definitely something they can improve on i think that was a big story of their season is they won pretty much every game they won the turnover battle in and lost every game they lost it i believe not sure on that but yeah it was was something like that and their strength of schedule this year is 21st so i think the biggest thing we have to talk about with this division is the colts strength of schedule is third easiest the titans is 21st easiest so that's a big jump and why that jump is that they have the same exact schedule for those of you who don't know this in the nfl basically teams schedules are in the same division are almost the same except for three matchups the titans and colts all both play obviously everyone in their division um six times total and then they play one conference in the afc and one conference in the nfc And then the Titans will play three first place teams in three other divisions. And the Colts will play three second place teams in other divisions. That's why their schedules are different. Those three games are the only difference in the Colts and Titans schedule. But listen to those differences, because this is where it gets important. The Titans have to play the Bengals, the Packers, and the Bills. So three pretty tough matchups. And then the Colts get to play the Steelers, the Vikings, and the Patriots. So like... That's a big jump for me, and that's why those schedule changes are so different. Also, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned this, but the schedule uh, strength of schedules I'm getting from, they are ranked by Vegas, and Vegas is over-under for wins of certain teams, so just keep that in mind. So they aren't based on last year, they're based on basically more so the projections of this year, which I trust. Anyway, let's talk about the Titans. So let's obviously start by something saying something I already said. Vegas is begging for you to take this over. Like Vegas is saying, you know, hey, they won the division two two years in a row. They won twelve games last year, and we're gonna stick them at nine wins. That's disrespectful, but it's also telling you something. You have to take these bits of information that Vegas is gonna give you because there's no reason this team should be as low as nine wins. That's nine and eight. That's almost five hundred in a horrible division. Like that makes no sense. So that's something that you immediately taken a note. This team traded away AJ Brown and just refused to pay him what I think was a reasonable price. I think that, like, obviously Debo, Terry McLaurin, Devonte Adams, like other guys. Obviously, Devontae Adams is a lot a step up from from AJ Brown, but you know, Terry McLaurin and other guys that have gotten paid are in AJ Brown's league, and the Titans just said, you know, we don't really want to pay you, which is, you know, I think is a fine decision. I think getting a first round pick back was like a, a not a horrible move for them but it's just bad vibes around a team when a star player on the offense asks for a new contract and you just refuse them. like that just if i was on that titans right team right now all i'm thinking is when i want to get paid is it going to happen like probably not because this team is cheap so just something to keep in mind there anyway i got to take some breaths here Jesus, is the most talking i've done in forever Whew. This team is, I think, really something you should also take a note is this team's pretty injured and pretty exhausted the last two years. They've been in the playoffs the last several years and made some noise some years. Like, I, I once again, I like the way Coach Vrabel coaches. I think this team steps up in big moments. But I think another narrative of this team is they really struggle against weak teams. They gave the Jets, I think, their first or second win last year. They lost to the Texans in one game. I don't think they lost to the Jaguars, but... They really just struggle to put away bad teams, which is weird. And it's been an issue, I think, for several years. And I think we're going to see it as an issue again this year. They do, with that being said, you know, really tend to step up against good teams. They had a massive game against the Bills last year, which was really entertaining. And that was at a time where the Bills looked legitimately unstoppable. And the Titans just came in and played their game aggressively and made some huge clutch stops at the end there. Um,. Moving forward, they had some crazy wins and losses in 21. As I mentioned, the roster and the O line are just not very good. Like especially the offensive line, it really concerns me. When you're a team that's identity is running the ball with your big boy up front, it's you got to be able to block. Like running backs can only do so much, and they've got Taylor Lewan still, who I, I like at left tackle, but he's just hasn't played that well and has been really hurt. Outside of him, man, it's it's a little bleak. So. That's an area I'm concerned. The secondary is good. Every other group, though, on this team is average or below average. And, you know, I obviously I don't count running back here. To be honest, I don't really care about running backs, and I don't really care about linebackers for the most part. So just keep that in mind. But, yeah, I I just don't love this roster. Another vibes thing to take into account with the Titans is they drafted Malik Willis, In the third round, which he, you know, he, I'm taping this right after the first preseason games. He looked pretty damn good in his first preseason action. You know, a lot of hype around him. I just don't think that's good for the team. Like, I think that if you start off poorly, five or six games in, especially a louder fan base is going to start calling for his name and they're just going to want to see him play over Tannehill. And I don't think that Tannehill is bad. And I'm not saying it's going to affect him, but it's just not good for the team when, like, you have that going on, when you have a time where, People want the younger quarterback to play. So it's it's just interesting, and it's not. I don't I don't think it's a bad move for their future, but I think this year you don't want a team that's thinking about already putting in their younger quarterback. I think they have a good coach, as I said. They have a tougher schedule than the Colts by a mile, which I already mentioned. But, yeah, I, I just don't know if they could get it done this year. I don't have faith in them, too. I'm not going to going to put under nine wins on my card because it's really ballsy with how many games they've won the last two years and nine wins is not hard especially in that division but I would not be super shocked to see Jaguars you know really compete with them or be one game behind them at the end of the year so I would lean under nine because I think the Titans just are going to regress and I think Vegas is really trying to tell us something, or not trying to tell us something. They're trying to fool the idiots into betting this over, and I'm not gonna be one of those idiots, so I'm not gonna put this game or this team on my card, but I would lean under here. Okay, that was a lot about the Titans, so we gotta we gotta move on here. Moving on, we have the Falcons. Their over-under is set at four and a half. We are moving to the NFC South, by the way. I guess I should have said that first, but uh, you know, you can tell it's my first podcast. Moving, anyway. Falcons over-unders at four and a half, low. their division odds are plus 2,500, they were seven and ten last year, I'd rank their quarterback 32nd in the league, dead last, Mariota, I mean, you know what you're getting, I'd rank their roster 31st, so not the worst, guys, you know, tip of, tip of the cap, and in one-score games last year, they were seven and two, so all seven games they won were by a score of seven or less turnover differential last year was minus six so it could get better strength of schedule this year they have the 23rd easiest so it is still a tough schedule for the falcons even while finishing in last let's start off with you know some some initial thoughts on the falcons last year i think as i mentioned before matt ryan carried this team to seven wins which is legitimately impressive all seven by one score which is never a good sign i'd rather see them you know blow out maybe a team or two or at least win by ten once or twice. Jeez, I mean, it must have been a stressful year for Falcons fans. But I guess every year is pretty stressful for them. Sadly. Anyway, Arthur Smith, new coach, didn't really impress me. I don't think he's horrible, but I, I'm not really not sure what to expect. And I don't see him being great. Just with the state of the Falcons and the the organization as a whole, I could see him getting you know canned after this year if they're really bad, and they should be really bad. The offensive line is okay. I mean, that's a compliment I have, I guess. It's it's not horrible. They, they still have had really right tackle problems with Caleb McGarry, but a lot of teams in the NFL just choose to neglect their right tackle position, which is really weird to me. On defense, you've got Grady Jarrett and A.J. Terrell and literally nothing else. So it's pretty sad. I honestly, though, talking about their draft as well, I just absolutely hated their pick of Drake London. I don't like big receivers if I'm going to draft a receiver, I want him to be quick, and I want him to be able to separate. I didn't see either of those things, really, with Drake London. He's a big guy who has some yak potential. So we'll see how he does, but I'm really not sure. I also do think he got injured in the preseason recently, so I'm not sure what the status is with that. But at the end of the day, who really cares? I mean, it's Mariota throwing the ball. Um, yeah, I'm sorry, Falcons fans. I'm kind of going in, but you guys need some new direction here. Yeah, I just didn't like the draft. Mariota as quarterback. I mean... It's not like a horrible move just because if you're the Falcons, I think you're saying, you know, let's go get a new quarterback next year maybe. Or you want to just put your put your chips in the Desmond Ritter um, you know basket and you want to just see what he can do. I don't think he's horrible. I liked that pick in the third round, was it? Maybe second round, I forget. But I think he could be decent in the NFL. I don't think he's ever going to be great, but I liked what I saw from him at Cincinnati at least. So we'll see. I bet he's playing about halfway through the season. But, yeah, man, I mean, this team just reeks of a team that we're going to see picking in the top three next year and possibly for a few years. So I don't have a lot of faith. I can't take a lot of positives. The direction of the team, I don't mind. I mean, Calvin Ridley getting suspended for gambling is... I really don't have to get started. You guys probably know how I feel about that. But, yeah, I'll I'll take under 4.5, honestly, with this team, which is shocking. But I'm putting that on my card. And if you can get five or if you can get five and a half somehow i mean i'd I'd run with that it's it's really low and i don't like betting unders teams that i think are going to be horrible when they're this low but it's like i just don't see how this team is going to win games and it's not like the falcons are one of those teams where they pull out games that you don't expect them to because they don't they lose games that you expect them to win that's their thing so i'll definitely take that and if you don't want to take under four and a half also because you think that's too low them to finish fourth in that division is minus 143. I like that even more than under four and a half. So I might just actually roll with the minus 143 to finish last in the division. It's around that. If it's a little worse, then maybe you know lay off it, but I think that's a great bet. Moving on, we have the Panthers who finished third in the division, or actually they finished last in the division last year. Sorry. They're over under this year is at six and a half. They're plus 1,100 to win the division. They are five. They were five and 12 last year. Oof. Uh, quarterback. I have their quarterback ranked 21st in the league. It's Baker. I'm ranking. I'm not ranking Sam Darnold. That guy is not going to play this year. Stop kidding yourselves. Their roster. I'm ranking 23rd in the league. I think you know that's probably a little high for some of you, but I'll get into why I think that soon. In one-score games last year, they were two and six. Their turnover differential was minus 13. Thanks, Sam Darnold. And their strength of schedule this year is 14th easiest so not an easy schedule per se but not a hard one by any stretch so let's get into it so positives for the Panthers I think this QB Baker Mayfield obviously isn't great but it's like what, what we have to focus on here is this like the QB is the most important position on any football team obviously and when you get a new quarterback you know maybe you don't say i'm not looking at baker mayfield saying we're going to win because of this guy. The baker mayfield is not a win because of guy in my opinion he never will be. He just doesn't have the ability, but he is a big upgrade over Sam Darnold is what I'm going to argue. Like Sam Darnold is so bad, like so bad. Every ranking i saw him last year from a number standpoint was like 40th in the NFL for qualified quarterbacks. So not only was this guy the worst starter, he was worse than like half the backups that played last year. Like he is awful he's so awful i cannot imagine people actually wanting this guy to be on their football team and the jets getting a second rounder for him it's just i mean to tip of the cap to the jets for doing that that's impressive anyway back to baker i don't think he's great i'm not like a massive baker guy but you know it's a new system i think he does have something to prove and he is going into the year healthy which is a big thing i don't think he was healthy last year and he did play like shit. He was horrible. I'm not going to deny that, and I'm not going to defend that. But he's healthy. He has something to prove, and with the weapons he has around him, I don't think they're that bad. If you really look at it, they got DJ Moore, who's a good receiver. I think a low end receiver one. I think you got Christian McCaffrey. Is healthy right now. You know who knows what's going to happen there. But if you could get 10 games of Christian McCaffrey, that's a pretty good supporting cast you've got some other pieces there that could be decent I think they drafted Terrace Marshall last year who didn't do much but we'll see you've got Robbie Anderson who's had some really interesting off the field issues but yeah he wasn't happy to see Baker Baker come to the, the Panthers which was pretty funny but I think he's a decent player not exactly great chemistry there obviously but we'll see um, I think their defense is probably at middle of the pack probably mediocre I think you've got a few play playmakers on the defense. Jeremy Chinn's a pretty good young safety. I think at the D line you've got Brian Burns, who's good for around ten sacks a year. I don't think he's actually hit ten yet, but I think he will, and I think he's a really good player. They did lose son Reddick on the D line, which I don't like because you know he was an eleven sack guy. So I do have some questions there. Linebackers are fine. I don't really care. They got Shaq Thompson, who's pretty good. So. There's that. I think their defense is actually a little underrated, and if J.C. Horn especially can get healthy and play well, I think this defense was good last year and can be good this year. Like, I think we really have to underrate, and this is my biggest thought with the Panthers, because I know a lot of you saying, this team's going to suck, and who cares that they trade for Baker Mayfield. Quite frankly, that's the way I reacted. I said, who cares that they traded for Baker Mayfield? This team sucks. They're not going to do anything. But when we think about it, Their roster isn't that bad this team started off really hot last year and I think that they just had a case where the quarterback dragged the roster down so much that we've neglected to even consider the Panthers as a decent team and I think that's just a mistake I think that when you bring in a quarterback who's going to give you competent quarterback play and is going to make a few good throws and going to make a few plays a game which I think Baker can he will make some mistakes too oh don't get me wrong but he's not going to make nearly as many as Sam Darnold I mean minus 13 turnover differential last year for the panthers is atrocious and that's with their defense making some plays so i just think this panthers defense is pretty good they were on the field a lot last year and that's why their numbers were really hurt and they probably why they didn't play as well as they could have but i was just impressed looking at their roster a little bit i don't think it's that bad and i think that there's some potential with this team i think that you know Derek brown brian burns Shaq thompson jc horn Jeremy Chin, they're all pretty good players. Like there's some, I don't think you have, you know, superstars there, but you know, who knows? Jeremy Chin could take a big step. Ryan Burns has always been a good player. I like some of those other guys. Schedule isn't that bad. You know, it's 14th easiest. So you've got some potential there. The things I don't like about this team, you know, Matt Rule, I I don't love him as a coach. He looks like the type of guy that drools on himself, occasionally on accident, and just looks like a slob in general. Doesn't looks like a guy kind of at your uncle at the family party who doesn't have much of a personality, super agreeable guy, and you know, you're maybe your aunt's second wife, second husband, your crazy aunt's second husband who's just, you know, there to kind of keep her in check and it's like, all right, great, this guy's here, but he doesn't move the needle at all. Matt Rule doesn't need to move the needle at all for me. It's the same thing, which is just ridiculous. Another negative, I mean, QB, you know, Baker Mayfield, I, I said before, I think he's not that bad, but he's definitely, you know, not gonna not gonna win you a lot of games himself. He's gonna need some help, which is fine. And another thing with this team, they just don't really have any superstars. Christian McCaffrey, you know, maybe was gonna be that at running back, but I, I don't really care about running backs, once again. And, you know, it's it's what Baker are we gonna see is I think the biggest thing for this team. Because if we can see a competent Baker from two or three years ago that is a decent player and someone with potential, I think that's promising. And I think the Panthers can have a decent little year here. It's a surprise in a division that's pretty weak. But if we see the Baker that was used to having a stellar O-line in Cleveland and couldn't really even use his good weapons, then this team is going to be in trouble again. Either way, I think you have to look and see at that over-under 6.5 line, and say, why not take the over? I mean, this team is not that bad. 6.5 is disrespect. 6.5 is low. And I know they won five games last year but they were two and six in one-score games, and that was with Sam Darnold, the quarterback. Sam Darnold stinks. Baker Mayfield is a lot better. I think Baker Mayfield jump from Sam Darnold is at least, worth at least two wins, and I think they're not gonna turn the ball over as much. They're gonna win one more one-score games. I think they can claw their way to eight or nine wins, and I think in a weak NFC, they can even sneak into the playoffs, so I'd consider that, but the thing I'm putting on my card is Panthers over six and a half wins for sure. Moving on, we've got the team that finished in second in the NFC South last year, the Saints. Their over-unders is at 8.5, so right smack dab in the middle. Do you think they're going to be a winning team? Do you think they're going to be a losing team? Their division odds are plus 350. This team did go 9-8 last year, so they did have a winning record. So Vegas is saying they're going to, we're going to see a similar product, apparently. I'd rank their quarterback 24th out of 32, and I'll get to that in a second. The roster I'd put right in the middle at 16th. In one score games last year, they were two and three, and their turnover differential last year was plus seven. Their strength of schedule this year is the ninth easiest schedule, too, according to Vegas odds. So, with all that, let's get into it. I think the first thing we have to start off with the Saints is their roster is still solid. They lost a lot of players in free agency, like Teron Armstead and both their safeties. I think Malcolm Jenkins retired, and Marcus Williams, obviously, I think went to the Ravens. So, they lost a lot of players, but they also brought in a lot of players. They brought in Marcus May and Tyron Matthew at safety, so they're short up the secondary. That's already got some pretty good corners there. They've got a really good defensive line, I think, still. They've got some studs down there. We'll see how long um, those guys can really play, because there's, there's a few veterans there that I'm not sure are going to repeat the seasons they had last year, like Cam Jordan. He, he's been great, and I have no slander to Cam Jordan, but, like, it is hard to be this good for this long man. Like, he's been, he's in his 30s. He's, he's getting there. So we'll see if he can replicate what he's been doing. He's a really big guy, too. And then the, the linebackers really played well last year. I think Demario Davis was a stud. I don't know if he can repeat that season. I think linebackers, it's hard to repeat such a great season. I'm not sure. But going off of that, I, I think the another thing is, you know, another positive is Jameis, you know, obviously wasn't healthy last year. He tore his ACL so it's what can this team do with a healthy quarterback all year and with that being said they were injured all over last year like this team had injuries up and down they were they i think Teron armstead played three games even though he is gone now and a lot of players on defense were hurt and it really hurt them late in the season when they were trying to make a playoff push i think they replaced their departures well and michael thomas i will admit even though i'm a bit of a hater has looked good in camp i do expect him to play well this season i can't just neglect him and act like he's a non-factor even though I think the last time he played was before COVID. So that is something to take into account. The negatives with the Saints, I think you have to talk about how they lost Sean Payton. That's just a big deal. The last time they did that, they went 13-3. and Bounty Gate came out. Sean Payton was gone for the year. Uh, they went 7-9. and So there's that. I think that's something to be concerned about. I don't love and I do not believe in Dennis Allen. Like There's a reason this guy's been a DC for... 12 years or however long he's been there and not gotten a head coaching job because he is nothing special like this is just a continuity move i don't really get it i would have rather them brought in an offensive mind like a kellen moore and you know done something differently um and let's just talk about Jameis winston because there's a lot of hype right now around Jameis winston and how he's going to go crazy and let's just let's just put something into perspective here Jameis Winston has played, like, five good games in his, like, career. Not, like, five good games total. He's put together, like, a good seven games, and that was last year to start the season. And he wasn't even really that impressive. Like, he didn't top 300 yards in one of those games. He They, they won a lot of those games, but he didn't really play that well. Like, I just, like, let's just stop it with the Jameis Winston hype. This guy's never shown it at the NFL level. He's been a guy who's been an interception machine. He kept it in check last year and just was checked down Jameis. But I think that's something the teams are going to pick up on. Now, with that being said, let's get that hate out of the way. But he does have a lot better weapons this year. Will the protection be as good as it was last year? Probably, because I would say they lost to Ron Armstead, and that's a big deal. But they played without him last year, so there's that. I think that also, you know, we'll see what happens with Alvin Kamara. He did literally get into a fight with someone like at the Pro Bowl or something, and and it's now going to probably be suspended for six games. There's that. And, yeah, I mean, I just think the O-line is a bit of a weakness now, and when you have a quarterback who has never proved it, I don't think it's good for him to come in and have an O-line. That's not that great. At the end of the day, though, the Saints are the Saints. They're a good organization. They've won a lot of games. I think there's a lot of changes here, though. I think this is a massive year for the Saints to see you know, are we just are we a good organization who can crank out winning seasons regardless of who the coach and quarterback is, or is this going to be a year where we you know really say we missed Sean Payton, we missed Drew Brees? Because I think it's just a, a big thing. I don't know if the Saints can do it, and their roster is good. They've got a lot of talented, experienced players, but I don't think this team is in any position to contend for a Super Bowl. But in a weak NFC, you know who knows. With that being said, moving forward. I'll, I'll take under 8.5, um, but I'm not gonna put it on my card. So I don't advise you to bet this. If I had to bet it, I'd go under, but I, do, I don't like it. It's an ego pick. I'm a Saints hater, transparently. I'm an Eagles fan too, so I want the Saints to be bad. We have their first round pick. So yeah, also, Jameis did hurt his ankle the other day in preseason in practice, so that's something to monitor. You know, Hopefully he can stay healthy for their sake, but I'm not sure. I just, I just think with Sean Payton gone that I, I'm leaning that this team should be bad I don't, I don't think they can be great without Sean Payton But we will see Anyway, let's move on to the last team in the division The reigning division champions The team that's been great ever since you know The best player of all time joined them The Buccaneers Their over-under is at 11.5 Their under is a bit favored compared to their over So just keep that in mind You can get underdog odds on the over division is minus 286 really quite a bit of juice there but when you think about it you know who's who's contending with them not really anyone in their league in that division and their quarterback is Tom Brady obviously he I had him ranked as number one in the entire league coming into the season um, he's 45 but I, I really can't like I just can't contend with him at this point I'm, he's been good forever. There's no reason for me to try to predict that he's going to finally fall off because I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that guy. I'm just not in the mood. Their roster, I ranked second overall. So yeah, a lot of juice with this team. A lot of promise, but we'll see. I won score games last year. They were 6-0. and And turnover differential, they were plus 10. So, you know, maybe some regression to be seen there. Their strength of schedule, though, is seventh easiest in the NFL. A lot of that is... They get to play six games against the Saints, the Falcons, and the Panthers. So, you know, not, not too much of a challenge in the division. They don't really have a team at their heels. But we'll see. The, the Bucks have already dealt with a lot of injuries in preseason to their offensive line. I think that that should be said and that should be taken into account. They did lose some players in the offseason. They kept it all together last year after their Super Bowl victory. But this year they had to change it up a bit. I think they have some question marks in that defense that I, I kind of want to take a look at. But overall, you know, not much to critique here. I'd say some pros are they lost their coach, but I don't think they downgraded. I did not ever think Bruce Arians was a good football coach. I think he's an idiot, I think he's a moron, and I think he's a fraud as an NFL coach. I never was impressed with him in game. I think his decisions were trash. I don't think he ever called plays either, so who even cares? Like He's not really doing anything, and he doesn't inspire me. He doesn't strike me as a smart guy. He doesn't strike me as a great leader. He looked like an idiot on the sideline with that freaking, like, he looked like he had a router strapped to his chest half the time. I really didn't care about him. Um, I think it's Lovey Smith now, or no, not Lovey Smith. He's with the Texans. Um, God, I'm forgetting the name of the freaking Bucks defensive coordinator. Took over. He used to be the Jets head coach, I think. Oh, whatever, it'll come to me. Um, but, yeah, they, they bring in the D.C. as the head coach. The roster is complete to be fair I mean it's just it's top to bottom there's a lot of talent on this team there's a lot of good players and there's not a lot of holes you've got Tom Brady who is the greatest quarterback of all time as much as it pains me to say it Um, and you've got six light games on the schedule with that division and with QB and roster this is probably the best combination in the league in my opinion you've got the best quarterback in the league in my opinion as well as the second best roster so there's that the cons with this team or the negatives is this number feels low, like this number feels Vegas saying they're going to win less than 11 games, they think is interesting to me. And that's something to be taken into account. Like I don't see why the Bucks would lose any steam with a super easy schedule. And you know, a lot of players coming back. So that's something I think to take into account. I think Brady's age, like as much as I said, I don't want to be the guy that predicts he's going to finally fall off. He 45 years old like there's something to be said there he is 45 years old that is old and like one of these years he is gonna he, re- he retired so i think he's already got the deal lined up to be in the booth and i think this could be the year that he finally you know kind of falls off and has like a pretty good season and not a great one but i i just can't predict that man i'm not gonna be that guy i'm not in the mood one of my kind of rules generally for gambling is don't try to predict something to change i'd say you what you want to lean on trends and you want to lean on You know things to keep happening. It's just like so I'm not gonna try to be the guy that says you know This is the year out of the 20 last 20 years that Brady you know doesn't play like a superstar I'm not gonna do that. It's just not smart. Even if I believe it. I I don't want to put my money on it It's not a good idea With that being said, I think health is a concern for this team. Chris Godwin's recovering from the torn ACL the interior O-line, I think, already lost two guys to injury for the season. They might be on their third center at this point, which is not good. And the pass rush to this team, I really questioned. They lost, you know, JPP and Ndamukong Sue, And I really, you know, wonder if the young guys on this team are going to be able to step up. I don't believe in the linebackers. I think they stink, except for Levante David. He's, he's, he's awesome, so I don't want to blanket him into that but the young players on the d-line and in the front seven i don't believe in so i really question them and i think the secondary is decent you've got some talent back there antoine winfield's a pretty good player i think he's bumping down slot corner this year so that should help but yeah they've had a lot of injuries at corner last few years and not superstars there so who knows man but the defense isn't isn't you know star studded i don't really see many stars you've got vita vea who's awesome and you've got, you know, Shaq Barrett, who's had a lot of sacks in the last few years, but I don't really know if I believe in those guys to keep producing and carrying the defense like they have. So yeah, I would lean under under 11 and a half, man. But I, I'm not gonna put it on my card. I'm not gonna fade Tom Brady. It's just not something I want to do. So that was all the picks for this episode. Just a little recap of what we are putting on the card. The first pick that I decided to give was the Jags over six and a half. That's absolutely going on the card. I love Trevor Lawrence to take a leap. I love Doug Peterson, the head coach. I think it's a huge upgrade over Urban Meyer. I think that team's going to rise to a new level, especially after the free agent spending spree. I also love the Colts to take the division. I think that the Titans are not going to win it three times in a row. That franchise is not great, and they're not just going to keep playing like a juggernaut. It's not going to work. And the Colts are a better run franchise, in my opinion, who I think can take it with a quarterback that fits their system and a team that's just very complete. And some playmakers on the defense are gonna help out there. My next pick was the Falcons under four and a half or fourth in the division. Whatever you can get better odds on, I would take. I'm probably gonna lean, I'll say, let's take that four and a half off, that's so low. Let's do fourth in the division, whatever you can get it at. I'm putting that on my card, I love it. It's gonna be around minus 140. Hopefully you can get it a little better if you're lucky. I'm not sure. The next pick I gave out was the Panthers, over six and a half wins. I like it, I think it's not a great quarterback in Baker Mayfield that you have now, but it's an upgrade is the important thing. And that roster isn't that bad. Guys, don't think the Panthers roster is horrible. They have a pretty good defense. They have some decent weapons if they can stay healthy. They might not have a great coach, But 6.5 wins is so low. I mean, there's 17 games in the season, guys. They can go 7-10 and and you're going to cash your bet. 7-10 and is not good, and they have the 14th easiest schedule. It's not a hard schedule. They get to play the Falcons twice, so I definitely take that. I think they're due to bounce back without Sam Darnold at the helm, who is a cancer. And then finally, the last pick that I gave out is I am going to lean. Let me see here. I am going to lean on. Actually, you know what? I'm not giving out any more picks. I like those. I'm going to stick with those. I don't want to give out anything that I don't really believe in. So I'm going to stick with those picks, guys. I think that was three. So let me know what you think. And hopefully, we can make some money this year. Obviously, you know, we're not going to be tracking our futures really much during the year. I'm going to be giving more weekly picks and just giving individual games. But. I really liked. Uh, I really like futures. I really like putting a lot of money on futures more than one unit, because you know you're sitting there all season waiting on it. So you can really divide it up into the 17 games and be like, you know, if, if you're a crazy person, you can put 17 units on each of your futures. But uh, I wouldn't advise that. I liked. I like futures. I made a lot of money on them last year. Take my word for it, guys. But yeah, we'll see. I like these picks. Colts is probably my favorite one. I think they definitely take the division. But uh, yeah, let me know what you guys think. Give me some criticism in the, in the DMs. Follow me on Instagram or Twitter, and TikTok will be coming soon. It's all going to be at BelugaBetsPod, BelugaBets, P-O-D. So yeah, thanks so much for listening. If you're still here, you're a real one. And next week, I will even bring you guys a top five list of something not even related to sports. So you'll get to hear even more of my ridiculous opinions. Hope you enjoyed. See you guys later.